Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. And it's time to really start previewing the Atlanta Falcons. So, as we often do on Thursdays, I'm recording this Wednesday, we are going to break this into two segments. When the Steelers have the ball, when the Falcons have the ball. Going to be a lot of stats thrown at you. You might have to hit rewind and listen to it a second time to totally digest it. I'm not going to dummy it down for you. Here it comes. Let's go. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, as you've probably figured out, I am a big believer in EPA per play. The Steelers' offense is 24th in EPA per play, 28th in EPA per dropback. That's expected points added, by the way. I think I've got a question. What the heck's EPA, Williamson? For every play, how much more points did you add or subtract to the team? So, we'll talk about that later. But they're 24th in EPA offensively, 28th per dropback, 6th, all the way up to number 6 now in EPA per rush. Pretty good. Team's got a running game. Side note, my article just went up this week, and it it leads off, I'll just tease it a little bit, with the Steelers now have a running game. So go check it out. Leave me a comment. Got a lot of good feedback already. Um, Falcons defense is 28th in EPA overall. 28th in EPA per dropback, 27th against the run. Pretty bad. Uh, The only defenses that give up more yards per game than Atlanta are the Lions, Minnesota, Seattle, and Houston. Only four teams give up more passing yards per contest than the Falcons. Um, Pickett, Kenny Pickett right now is 27th in EPA per play amongst NFL quarterbacks. But last week's EPA per dropback was his best score as a starter, and he's moving up these ranks. Last week was Pickett's third game this year with at least a 70% completion percentage. On passes 10 10 yards downfield or less, Pickett is completing 83% of those throws. That's second best in the league in the short passing game. 
Um, he hasn't thrown an interception in the last three games either. I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, this isn't huge, but I do I do try to monitor what he's been doing between the numbers. I want to see more of it. But on Monday night, he was four or five for 36 yards between the hashes, you know, between the numbers. Um, I think they need to do more passing over the middle, to be honest with you. But it is picking up a little bit. Um, the Steelers still, though, are averaging a league-low 5.1 yards per passing play. Atlanta is allowing 7 yards per passing play, though, which is 28th in the NFL. The Falcons are also 30th in the NFL in yardage allowed on throws 10 or more yards downfield. Just talked about how accurate he is 10 and in. Well, the Falcons allow a lot of yardage 10 and out. Um, since Claypool, Chase Claypool has been traded to the Bears. Here's Pickett's target distribution. Friar Moose been thrown to 23 times. Deontay, 18. Pickens, 18. Harris, 8. Sims, 7. Okay. Friar Moose, a lead guy, folks. Uh, the Steelers are one of five NFL teams with three or more players with 500 yards or more as receivers. Uh, last week was Friar Moose's lowest target share. He only got eight, 14% of the, of the targets in a full game that he's played since week three. It was the first time he received fewer than seven targets in a full game played since week three as well. Still, that you know that aside, one small you know uh, blip I think on the radar. Friar Muth has been targeted on twenty three point seven percent of his routes run. Run so every time he runs a route, basically one out of four, you know four times the ball comes his way. That's fifth amongst all NFL tight ends. He's also averaging 1.74 yards per route run, which is sixth amongst all NFL tight ends. Very, very good number. Um, the Falcons allow 5.5 catches per game to opposing tight ends. That's 30th in the league. Only two are allowing more. Could be a big Friar Muth week. Uh, the Falcons didn't have a sack last week. They have just 17 for the season. Better than only the Bears and the Raiders. Now, how about this? <laughs> last year... I know it was last year. T.J. Watt had more sacks than the entire Falcons defense. T.J. Watt had more sacks than the entire Falcons defense last year. And it really hasn't gotten much better for Atlanta. Uh, get, move Switch here to the, the Steelers running game a little bit. Last week, Benny Snell got his first dozen carries of the season, made the most of those dozen rushes, totaling 64 or 62 yards and four first downs. He also averaged 2.7 yards after contact against the, the Colts. So the blocking was good, but he got a, a fair amount on his own as well. Um, over the last four games, the Steelers are averaging just under 160 rushing yards per game. Over a four-game stretch now. I mean, that's a big number. Um, the Falcons gave up 176 rushing yards last week in a losing effort to the Commanders. They are last in the league in rate of running back runs that result in a first down or touchdown. So more so than any defense in the league, when you hand the ball to a running back, it results in a first down or a touchdown against Atlanta. Um, the Falcons have played zero snaps of dime defense this year, which dime defense, if you don't know, is six defensive backs on the field. They are just not a dime team. Uh, the Falcons' opponents have scored... A point of some sort on 44% of their drives. That is the highest rate in the league. This defense isn't very good, folks. 
All right, break time, quick sip of water. We'll come back and talk about when Atlanta has the ball, which is all about running the football. All right, we are back. So EPA per play. Overall, the Falcons are 14th in EPA per play. They're 19th in EPA per drop back, 5th in EPA per rush. Okay, I mean, that adds up. They are a good running team, and they're very dedicated to it. Steelers defense is 22nd overall in EPA, 24th against the pass, 16th against the run. Um, on early downs, the Falcons throw the football in early downs. I mean, first and second down just under 40% of their snaps. That's the lowest rate in the league. The bears are next lowest at about 42%. And there aren't any other teams that are at 44 and percent or lower in terms of throwing on first and second downs. So just to give you some perspective, the chiefs lead the league or the highest percentage in the league. 66% of their early down snaps are passes, you know, compared to 39 for the Falcons. This makes sense from Atlanta's perspective, as only the Eagles have a better EPA when running the ball on first and second downs. So they do it a lot. Everyone knows it's coming, but it's been successful. Um, overall, they are running the ball 56% of the time. That's the second highest in the league, you know, not just early downs. This is a little surprising that Marcus Mariota is 17th in EPA. Um, his, his legs certainly happen, help, help that. And he is an efficient player. Again, this is efficiency. Uh, his average depth of target sits at 10 yards downfield. However, the past two weeks, his average depth of target has been 5.6 and 6.3 yards past the line of scrimmage. Much shorter. Uh, over the last four weeks, he's averaging just 6.3 yards per pass attempt, too. So they have not been efficient through the air at all over the last month. That's 27th in the league over that stretch. He also averages just 171 passing yards per game. That's 33rd of all, of all 35 qualified quarterbacks. Um, only the Vikings and Titans are giving up more than the 263 passing yards per game that Pittsburgh is currently allowing. Uh, the Bears are the only offense producing fewer passing yards per game, though, than Atlanta. So Steelers give up a ton of yards through the air. The Falcons don't produce any yards through the air. Uh, only Chicago and Atlanta are the uh, only offenses in the league that have yet to produce a 250-yard passing game. It's pretty bad. Um, Falcons didn't have Kyle Pitts last week, so they have had to change who's playing, target distribution, all that good stuff. But this is what they're doing at tight end. I mean, their snap counts last year at tight end, you may never have heard of any of these guys. Parker Hess has played 35 of a possible 57 snaps. Michael Pruitt played 32. Anthony Ferkser played 22. So a bunch of no-names at tight end are playing meaningful snaps now. And they're a big double tight end set anyway. So a lot of these guys played with Pitts. Now they're playing together. But stop me if you know a lot about Parker Hess, Michael Pruitt, and Anthony Ferkser. Uh, 
Um, the Steelers have only allowed two tight ends to score a touchdown this year, so they've been pretty good in that regard. So with Pitts out of the lineup last week, Cordero Patterson's route participation really spiked. He's a running back, but they got to find targets somewhere. He was on a route 62% of Mariota's dropbacks and got 22% of the targets. That's a lot for a running back. Uh, for the season, though, he is at 29% of Mariota's dropbacks as opposed to 62% last week and 6% target share as opposed to a 22% target share last week. So his snaps and touches have increased in three straight games now that he's back from his injury. And he's being used much more in the passing game than he was with Pitts in the lineup. I assume that will continue. Um, another name that probably a lot of you don't know, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. It's a wide receiver. Uh, he also got a big spike last week. He got a 35% target share. His share for the season is just 15% you know, in terms of balls going his way. Now it was 35 last week. He leads the team in targets. Um, but Drake London leads the Falcons in route share at 92%, which means he's running a route on 92% of their dropbacks, which is the highest in the, in the, uh, amongst the Falcons, London, that is. Drake London, who I think is a very good young player, he has a nine game streak with 40 or fewer receiving yards. That's criminal to me. Uh, Atlanta is one of four teams that doesn't have a pass catcher with at least 500 yards. Uh, I just mentioned the Steelers are one of the few teams that have three. Atlanta doesn't have any that have 500 receiving yards. Um, Alex Highsmith now has 10 sacks in his 11 games this year. Uh, the only players in the league right now with more sacks than Highsmith are Matt Judon, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, and Max Crosby. It's a pretty good list to be on. Those guys are elite pass rushers. Uh, the Steelers is a team produced 3.4 sacks with TJ Watt in their lineup, but just 1.5 when he is sidelined. Um, the Falcons ran for 167 yards last week with three different ball carriers getting 49 or more rushing yards. So it's really a group project here, every which way you cut it with this, this offense. Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson led the way. They had 11 carries apiece. Mariota had six carries. And over the last four games, Patterson has 39 carries, Algier has 37, Mariota has 27, and Caleb Huntley, their third back, has 14. They run the ball a ton. They give it to a bunch of people. You know, it's just what this team does. Mariota is averaging 35 rushing yards per game. That's sixth among all NFL quarterbacks. So he's a real good runner. He's not a great runner. Um, snap counts last week, uh, Patterson got 33, Algier got 22. Okay. And again, they just spread this thing out a lot amongst their backs and, uh, Patterson's definitely the best of the group, but he's not a special running back. Good with the ball in his hands, but not a special running back. Uh, the Falcons and Bills are the only team in the league that have rushed for 90 or more yards in every game this season. Atlanta averages 160 rushing yards per game. That's fourth most in the league. They are also the only team in the league with four different players to have 300 or more yards on the ground. So if you just remember from a couple minutes ago, they don't have anybody that has 500 yards, but they have four guys receiving and they have four dudes with 300 or more on the ground. I mean, it's very obvious what this team is. 
the Steelers give up just 4.0 yards per carry. The only defenses better are the Titans, Ravens, Colts, Rams, and Niners. Um, just five defenses allow fewer rushing yards per game than the Steelers. Falcons average 160 rushing yards per game. Only the Bears, Ravens, and Eagles produce more yardage on the ground. Basically, this, that's where this game is going to be won or lost. Um, Pittsburgh has given up 134.5 rushing yards per game with TJ Watt out of the lineup and just 110 yards per game with him in the lineup. Um, Cam Hayward played only 69% of the total defensive snaps last week, but he was on the field for 88% of the third and fourth down snaps, which tells me they're trying to save him a little more. I mean, he's getting up in age. He's taking a beating. We know all these things. Um, but I think they also trust the louder milks and wormleys of the world a little bit more. And clearly, they're using Hayward in high-leverage situations. There's a plan in place here. I, I told you this last week or just a couple days ago, but I'm still kind of blown away by it and I'm still putting it in my Matt Stat packet. Um, Devin Bush played 64 of a possible 64 snaps last week. Miles Jack played 69% of the defensive snaps. No other off-the-ball linebacker saw the field in Indianapolis. We know Spillane was inactive. So they were the only two true off-the-ball guys that even got out there. And Bush never left the field. Last nugget, the four games with Watt, the Steelers have allowed 20, 10, 37 against the Bengals, and now 17 points in those four contests. So three very good games in terms of points allowed. And the Bengals game, you know, which that's a really good offense. So that's a wrap. That's offense and defensive previews for this upcoming week. And tomorrow we'll break down some individual matchups. I got a bunch of general nuggets, special team thing here and there as well. Um, over and out. <laughs>